Thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. Uh, this is Hampton Young, and I just want to let you guys know, the listeners, that we take this pretty seriously. We joke around about depression and suicide and dark thoughts, but in actuality, we really want our audience to feel safe and secure. And if you're dealing with those sorts of dark, swirling, awful thoughts, we would prefer if you right now put down the podcast and call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Uh, it's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and they're great people. They have the resources that can help you g- deal with the situation and get through it a little bit uh, more medically professional than us. And Dave and I are very happy that you're with us, so keep listening. You know just what to do when This force. You've been on the force how long? Oh, the force. You've been on this force how long? The what? This force. The what? The police force. The what? Force? <laughs> the police. The police. Oh, the police force. I, I don't, I've been on the police force a long time, man. Well, then what the fuck is wrong with you? You got fights in your brain or something? You've oh. been on this force. <laughs> this police force. For how long? And you got fucking farts in your brain? You got farts for brains? Man, I was wondering where we were going, and I'm so happy that all that you were trying to do was have an excuse to say farts for brains. You got farts in your brain? <laughs> Dude, I, one of my favorite things about Boston um, is that for some reason, and I think it's just because it's one of the places where the stereotypes are true, is... Uh, <laughs> Every time I'm there, I meet an extreme Boston stereotype. Like, literally, oh, yeah. the first time I ever went to Boston as an adult, I got off the plane, and an old man wearing a yellow rain suit holding a pipe walked up to me and asked me for a lighter. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah, totally. Uh, what? Like, are you fishing at are the you, airport? Are you Simpsons <laughs> character? Yeah, this is... stereotype is dead yeah. off. Yeah, it's just, it was crazy. <laughs> I'm hanging out with Apu in the back. <laughs> and then the next time I went to Boston, I'm not even kidding you, I was okay. in front of the airport smoking a cigarette. This cop comes up to me. And uh, he literally got departed right in front of me. Yeah, and he's dead now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he goes, uh, Hey, bud, you got a lighter? And I was like, uh, A lot of people looking for lighters at the airport. And I was like, Oh, sure. And a little cigarette. And he's like, The fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I'm, you know, my cousin's wedding. And he's like, Okay, what do you do though? And I was like, I'm a comedian. He's like, No fucking way. <laughs> He's like this Irish cop. Oh, like, no, no fucking way. Here, hold my gun. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I got a joke for you. I joke so for I you. killed 17 people this year. I got a joke for you. Hold my gun. Hey, this guy's trying to take a gun from a cop. <laughs> I got a fucking joke for you. Uh, dude, he literally said, he's like, yeah, so comedian, how's that going? And I told him, I was like, well, it's a lot of fun. Feels like it's going well. I'm very broke. And he goes... Yeah, you know, my fucking buddy's a comedian, and nowadays it seems like even if you get a Comedy Central Presents, you're still fucking broke. Oh, my God. And I was like, how did you know that? How does he know that? <laughs> 
<laughs> Has he been reading my taxes? <laughs> oh man, that he bummed me out <laughs> through that transit of dude. Power. And that was like seven years ago. He made me feel bad about my. Career. He sent his bumming you out into the future. It's a beautiful city. Listen, they're the smart ones who thought to put cream inside of a donut. No one was doing Boston cream before Boston. All right? don't, don't let anybody tell you. New York wasn't doing Boston uh-huh. cream. Boston, Boston did. It. Yeah. They were the first oh, ones. Because yeah. Boston comes from the Latin Boston. Totally. And you, <laughs> the, the old wow. idea Wait. that they're don't you dare, donuts. Don't you dare keep talking after that. Boston cream donuts. <laughs> And the people of Boston, oh, they loved it. Because they all got farts in their heads. Oh, my God. They all got farts for brains. Boston cream. (laughs) Walking by the wharf, you know, and they're eating their cheese donuts. And they go, hey, I think I'm going to be racist today. I'm so mad about this fucking donut. This Boston cream. Boston cream, dude. Oh, my God. Hi, guys. Hello. Oh, man. Um, Hey, welcome to Suicide Buddies. I'm Dave Ross. Hi, I'm Hampton Young. You found yourself at a mental health comedy podcast where we talk about being good to yourself, staying alive, joke around about dark shit, and also coming. Uh, <laughs> I'd say, yeah, I'd say we, we attract the suicide part, and then we also get right into the buddies part. Absolutely. This show is also very much largely about us having fun and being friends. I would honestly say it's 85% buddies and 15% suicide. Oh, wait, okay, and we're 70% water, and, right. and I used 10% of my brain. Uh-huh. And it's 2% milk. Three-fifths compromise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. The Louisiana oh, purchase. I, I, <laughs> away. That's different. Damn it. Bustin'. Dude, yeah, straight we bustin'. Our- we, our catchphrase used to be, glad you're alive. Now it's going to be straight bustin'. <laughs> Suicide buddies, straight bustin' all day. Man, we bust in your mouth. Suicide buddies. Oh. <laughs> Come on, man. No. Try it. Say it. Say it. All right. Say it. <laughs> Say it. Suicide buddies. Straight up busting in your mouth. No, not straight up. No straight up? No up. Oh, okay. Why? Because that's Say like, you know, God. taking a culture by saying straight up. Yeah. Dave? Okay. Well, I'll Ooh. still do it. <laughs> I just want you to say it. All right. <laughs> uh, Suicide buddies busting in your Ears and mouth. There Thank you go. Ooh, ears thanks, is better. I guess for, ears is more accurate. I mean, th- also, I feel gross now. Honestly, so if I'm you're sorry. listening to this podcast through your mouth, you're a dum dum. Yeah. We also, can't help you. You can't hear us, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, dude, I, I really, I'm almost. I would say I, I'm almost a Boston nerd. Really? Uh, dude, Boston really fascinates Boston. me. It's, it's awesome. It's such a specific, interesting place. Like my buddy who lived there for a long time sent me a video once of. Um, it was a link from a local Boston news channel, and the story was about how a cab driver and a petty cab driver ran into each other in a intersection and got in a fist fight in the nice. middle of the day. <laughs> and uh, just like the cabbie, the cab driver beat the shit. Whoa! At, like really? It was crazy. It was awful. You would think but, the petty cab driver would have stronger like legs and he totally could do, like you know you could at least run. You could do like. Chun Li or Cammy like leg blows. I did so think that just, exact thing, <laughs> like yeah. really fast leg moves. Yeah, like Blanca. He's got yeah. 
Totally. Well, the, the cab driver was Blanca. That's, the ca- the that's the problem. Yeah. He was a Brazilian man, and he just thought... <laughs> and he turned green. Really angry, and, and electricity came yeah. off of And him. The, the fucked up thing about what we're saying right now is that the pedicab driver was Chun-Li also. <laughs> so there was a street fight. Um, I'm actually... This was a literal street fight. I think I might have just been watching Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in Boston. I was watching my Twitch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but okay. But what was really great Boston about it already. was that it then the video player. It was like the proprietary mm-hmm. player of the news website, and it rolled over into the next video, and the video was like man on the street coverage of the incident by their on the street anchor. Mm-hmm talking to their in-studio anchor, and their in-studio anchor is like the most stereotypical news person who's mm-hmm. just like, we're going out to Bill on the street. Yeah. <laughs> the guy on the street is the most Boston motherfucker. <laughs> like, he's wearing a Red Sox, like, puffy jacket. <laughs> and uh, Bill, you're and, not allowed to wear that. <laughs> he's like, got a hot dog in his mouth, you know what I mean? And he's like, they're like, wow, what happened out there? And he's like, oh, I was nuts. <laughs> uh yeah. Pedicab driver, he's on the ground. Cabby gets out. Pedicab driver gets his diaper kicked. <laughs> he's given the play-by-play. Yeah, and he called. I guess he wanted to curse, but knew he couldn't, so he kept saying diaper instead of ass. And then like, his diaper touches the other guy's diaper. That's Suddenly, exactly what they're I... They're rubbing diapers back and forth. That's literally not even an exaggeration. He's like, yeah, he gets his diaper kicked, man. Cabby gets out of the car, just starts kicking him right in the diaper. <laughs> Uh, like, man, I felt sorry for that man's diaper. <laughs> he probably collapsed the inner anus of that man's diaper. Yeah. Uh, as doctors call it, uh, his diaper was hurt. You know, Tom, if I were to guess on the nature of the diapers, I would say they're most likely pull-ups. <laughs> they look like big boys. They think they can do it big look, boy things. Like but the boys. nature of the diapers are still diapers, but they're pull-ups. So they, they have the illusion of thinking they're adults. In fairness, he was wearing a diaper, so maybe he was referring to that. <laughs> the guy was wearing adult diapers. We cut now to Bill, the big baby. <laughs> who's a big Boston baby here. Uh, I'm covering the big diaper cabbie fight. <laughs> <laughs> so so the cabbie wearing a diaper gets out and kicks the pedicab driver wearing a diaper right in his diaper. <laughs> That's right. We'll be back with the rest on Diaper Fight. That's Dude, our band. Diaper Fight <laughs> diaper is a great fight. name for a podcast. There we go. Guys, go start it. If you're feeling sad and you feel like you need to be creative, we fully license the name Diaper Fight. You just have to give us like 10% of all earnings. We have to feed Aristotle, please. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Well, actually, mm, I don't know. Maybe we should keep Diaper Fight because one day Hampton and I are going to need to start a podcast where we just make fun of uh, bands that existed from 1992 to 2003. Cities we very rarely go to. (laughs) (laughs) Or have went through once and did a shitty gig. Based a whole opinion about a city. Yeah, that's the worst thing that comedians do. Yeah, I've Um, I've noticed this podcast, especially mm -hmm. this episode, a lot lack of mental health so far <laughs> yeah totally if, unless you're going to therapy and like oh, I, just, mm-hmm. I, I love boston so much or i love I boy it. and it's pissing me off it's pissing me <laughs> off how much i hate it i want a podcast that addresses it hampton plug some shit go oh plugs plugs go um guys uh i'm uh i have a website plugs are over totally renovated <laughs> <laughs> shit <laughs> 
do you work for Google? <laughs> Shut down my website? <laughs> Guys, check out my website, HamptonYacht.com. I put up uh, dates. I'm doing a lot of uh, local shows, and I'm going to be doing some shows on the road. Uh, maybe, I think it's going to be Arlington, Virginia, May 10th and 11th. So get the word out for that now. But I also put up like a lot of videos on my website and stuff. So check it out. Buy his album, dude. And, but, buy that album, though. But more importantly, come Wait, out. it's not more important. Okay. Definitely buy Abel from Hampton Young. But yes, my album recording is February 12th at the Echo in LA. Two shows, 8 and 10 p.m. Uh, links to buy tickets are on the front of my website, DaveToTheRoss.com. Yeah, we got websites. D-A-V-E-T-O-T-H-E-R-O-S-S dot com. Also, I'm practicing the album uh, a little bit over the next two weeks. The day this comes out, Thursday, January 24th, um, starts my weekend at Go Bananas in Cincinnati. So if you're in the Cincinnati area, come out. I'm doing six shows from Thursday to Sunday. And then also, I've got a couple shows in Austin and a show in Houston and some shows in Northern California after that to... um, run the album but also if you're in northern california and you come to that also please drive south to my show at the echo because i would really want to pack it out damn make it full yeah that's a lot like right around the corner like your album recording is like two weeks away or something three weeks three Three weeks weeks. yeah Yeah. shit man Um, no totally i got a lot going on go bananas is such a great club such a great club it's like they like the audience just shows up like they're comedy savvy for the most totally part. so it's like anything on top of that who's like a fan of the podcast would be like amazing yeah totally yeah if you listen to the podcast i would love to meet you on the road please Dude, come say hi when i went which is like kind of middle of winter yeah it's gonna uh, be weird yeah i missed my first show because of like the flight got canceled due to snow oh shit and so i showed up they still paid me i was featuring for andy haynes Oh, okay. This it is was, at Go Bananas? Yeah. It was the best, man. Like, we just ate weed gummies and watched the raid for the first time together. Oh, my God. <laughs> Me and Andy Haynes and just hung out the entire uh, weekend. And That's it was, great. Like, so fun. I love Cincinnati. I like their scene a lot, and I also like the city a lot. And so it's one of my favorite places to go for comedy, actually, because they have, like, a bunch of really funny comics who are sweet people. Mm. Um and uh, yeah, I'm just pumped. Gonna be name, good shows. name one. Goodrich Gevart lives there now, dude. All right, fuck He's you. He's so funny. <laughs> um, Carl Spath, Rand Barnaclow. It's a good town. Yeah, well, I'll name some more. <laughs> well, uh, we aren't going to do a suicide this week. Uh, we're just going to do No, we're going to stay alive this week. <laughs> we're going to just do the bare minimum to stay alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were, yeah, we hadn't sat and talked about where we each were at mentally in a minute. So we're going to do that. You go first. Well, let's uh, do our possible ad. You know, let's take a break real quick, and then we'll come back and do it. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Doesn't matter what they say Cause I'm gonna get my way If I don't wanna go Something takes a part of me 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We should re we should re record that song, but just with one of us going, Yeah. Ooh. That's if corn cool. were sexy, <laughs> sexy corn, you know what I mean? <laughs> they tried so hard. They did. Yeah. And they failed. Because I never fucked them. Yeah, I'd say they Fieldy was, was a, a handicap. <laughs> totally. <laughs> fieldy, Fieldy. And also is, they're kind of their whole thing that they got going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every part of them actually kind of was a hindrance. Except I I like went to see Corn once with a girl I was dating. And she literally said, God, Jonathan Davis is so hot. <laughs> and it's one of the only times someone has commented on someone's looks positively in my life where I, where I said, What? <laughs> And it's not even like, yeah, I get, you know, it takes all kinds and people are beautiful, but he's got to purposely looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, like, don't act like that's his natural look. Yeah, yeah. It's not just how he is. This yeah. is a defiant look that I can be like, that looks bad. Yeah. Yeah. He has like eyeshadow that's bad. Um, Did you get corn in your shit? Yeah, I got Dave, totally. Dave, did you get corn in your shit? Corn with a K and shit with a Z. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I guess the big news here. What's folks, the big news? The big news what's is. The, I'll tell you what the big news the is. Fat the news. The big news is Dave has quit smoking <laughs> forever. <laughs> uh, for four days. I'm four days in. So we were recording this like while I'm in the throes of it. Yeah, you're rolling around on the ground and you're sweating. <laughs> totally, you're, dude. You're watching Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> I'm carving tobacco into my forehead. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just I to get cut my own arm off and put myself in jail. Uh, <laughs> don't watch that movie, guys. Don't. Yeah, I. that movie is so good. It's a one-time watch. Don't watch it, it's ever. one-time watch if. God damn um, it. But dude, yeah, I mean, uh, you were kind of joking around that it's like feeling weird i feel like i'm on mushrooms it's crazy i um what do you mean like it's hard to describe like does everything have a vibration like mushrooms like that happens to me well it's just like you even though cigarettes don't really get you high you get a head rush sometimes um but they don't really get you high it still is a drug and so without you really knowing it you're in another state of mind all the time totally. because you smoke cigarettes all the time. So now I am not in that state of mind hmm. and it's very noticeable because it was jarring. <laughs> so it's not really, oh I feel God. like kind of the opposite of high, which is, I just feel different. You're getting high on life. Oh, it, I literally do think that is what people mean because it's mm. like feeling sick almost from a drug. Right. It's the same as when you're, quitting it and you start to feel sick like yes it's like the start and the end kind of feel the same of this like rush of this shit entering and leaving your body totally it's like my brain is climbing out of a well and it's like Ooh, what's this it really does feel like my skin and brain are expanding yeah that's constantly throughout the day i mean here's how you know like cigarettes are fucking bad uh all the advertising for one cancer also yeah yeah. Uh, but like every time i've bummed like one off of you like usually when i've taken a big break Mm -hmm. it's like i do get crazy lightheaded yeah feel a little ill and then the next day it is nonstop diarrhea Oh, wow. It's literally like every time. Every time I make this mistake, which has been 3,000 times at this point that I've purposely given myself diarrhea. (laughs) Dude, you know what's funny? But I'm saying it happens a lot. Yeah, I was one of the reasons I was worried about quitting smoking is um, 
that I've been having stomach problems, especially the past like four or five years. And I was worried. And I've like, one of those problems is I'll get really bad constipation sometimes. And I was really worried that if I quit because it's such a diuretic Mm. that I would just get really constipated. And I've had, and honestly, it's the first time in years I've been just shitting right. Uh, And it's so funny. Like you don't even think of it just because something's a diuretic doesn't mean it's not fucking you up. (laughs) And it's been fucking me up for years. And this whole time I've been like, well, I shouldn't quit. I'll get all fucked up. And it was literally the reason. <laughs> and the reason is you. Nice, dude. And the reason is. You're pointing to a And the reason is me. <laughs> Not you. Uh, I have to break up with you. And the reason is me. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. Yeah. I, um,. I was forced to quit smoking, and it makes what? sense. Yeah, because well, I wasn't forced to, but I like. I've had. I've just had like. It's funny because things, in a grand sense, are going. We're catching up about our mental health. Mm-hmm. I feel better than ever in a mm-hmm. general sense. But better than Ezra. I feel better than Ezra. <laughs> I feel poor Ezra. Good, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You get it. Yeah. Y'all been 90s, 1990s. Uh, <laughs> now that's what I call y'all now ever that, been 90s. I mean, you know, the 90s. Now that's what I call your sign. <laughs> get there, Dave. Here's y'all ever. Dismount. <laughs> no, I refuse. Uh, I refuse is my catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be nice to me? I refuse. <laughs> Will you stop being racist? I refuse. Get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it took me a real like second to get that. That's really good. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> hey, will you uh, try to write good comedy and be insightful and thoughtful? I refuse. <laughs> Uh, so I, but I've had for whatever reason, just a year that's been difficult mm-hmm. and I don't even mean, I mean, because of external factors, you know, I think we talk a lot on this podcast about mm-hmm. things that sort of, you get caught up mentally, which, sure. I mean, depression and anxiety and things like that. But literally the, I've just had difficult things happen. Yeah. I got sick on like January 2nd. And then I did not stop being sick. I stopped a little bit, and then immediately I I got a little better, and then immediately I got a sinus infection. Mm. And that would just not end. Mm, Tasty. And I... (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, my sickness was like, I rape you. (laughs) All right. Um, One time I had a sinus infection that made my entire side of my face swell up. Dude, it sucks. It looked like a bee sting. Like, it just was insane. Yeah, and so... And I'm a smoker, Mm. and so I kept cutting down my smoking because in the past when I get a sinus infection, I just like back off from smoking for a second. Mm-hmm. Go right back in. And go right back in. But yeah. it just wouldn't get better. Uh-huh. And oh, even though I was down to like a cigarette a day and I was like, okay, well, yeah. I guess I have to quit. <laughs> Especially since I'm recording the album February 12th. Mm-hmm. I have this touring, which means not only will I be getting on planes, which can make you sicker. Also, the the climates I'm going oh, to yeah. will change all the time, which that makes changed. you sick. That fucks me up. I'll lose sleep. My diet will be weird. And so I don't want to be sick 
for a month and a half. Dude, make it the theme of the album. Sick, Sick. boy. <laughs> yeah. He's sneeze comedy. You <laughs> feel like you got boogers all over you. Live and it. sick at the Echo. <laughs> Man, yeah. Surround snot. <laughs> Listen to it. Surround Dude, snot. I, I think the lead singer of that band, Snot, by the way, did he commit suicide? I, I don't know. I remember that he died, but I don't remember how. But I do remember... Probably from snot overdose, snorting all that snot. <laughs> Son, you've been snorting snot tonight. <laughs> you high on boogers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh man. Red means stop. Green means go. Those are the color of our microphone. True. I have a green microphone. <laughs> I have a red. <laughs> um, but I always thought, like, you know, obviously it sucks that that guy died. But their music yeah. was so new metal. And when he died, all of the new metal bands came out and were like, "We're so sad." <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And they like recorded a an album dedicated to him. It was all very Whoa. sweet and wonderful and just beautiful. But it was also all new metal. <laughs> and so it was just a really crazy tribute where they're just like, we love you. <laughs> it's all like rap, rap rock about how they love this rap rock guy. <laughs> to the sound of silence. <laughs> Man, they suck. Anyway, like, they're not I'll be metal. watching. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you just blew someone's car speakers straight out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nah, dude. I mean, quitting smoking <clears throat> is really hard. That's funny. My dad is a lifelong smoker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he smokes like at least a pack a day. And I mean, wow. uh, he's quit, but it was always following a sickness and. From his personality, a lot of us were always like, yeah, you'll quit, sure. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. we tried to get him to quit, and, you know, it just was a no-go for so long. Yeah. So, I mean, I wish you the, I wish you well with it, you know? Thanks, dude. Well, you know, the one thing that sucks is, I was telling Aristotle this just before. Um, so, tomorrow, and sadly, this will already have happened by the time uh, this episode comes out, so I can't invite you to it, but Comedy Central is doing this new, oh, yeah. um, like short set stand-up series that's only digital but it's cool they're like really going all out for it yeah, and it uh great. yeah i'm stoked to do it i'm doing it tomorrow and tomorrow is also day five of quitting smoking oh shit and historically like if you read about it hmm. and or talk to someone who has quit everyone will tell you day five is the hard day the hardest because day five you tend to get really depressed wow and i remember one time I quit, and I very, I very, very clearly remember being at my desk at my job hmm. and feeling it was complete. I was completely suicidal. Gotcha. I wow. All that I was thinking about was killing myself, and it was just like I have no friends. I am nothing. I am no one. I deserve nothing. I have no worth. Like every version of that thought. Bring, I'm bring. garbage. Hey Dave, let's start a suicide pack. Totally. <laughs> But I also knew it was chemical because I had generally been feeling okay. And I remember having the thought, if I felt like this for a few more days, I would take my own life. Uh, Because it was so bottom of a well, evil, fucking not worth it. How were you feeling about that job at the time? 
Oh, bad. You didn't like the job? Oh, I hated it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's like a lot of factors going on in your life maybe at the time. That's true. And then it's like the, the nicotine is just more like pushing Exacerbating the accelerator that. pad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Making it just grow and swell a little I bit. I think you're probably right. Yeah, I'm curious. Well, I, I so I'm taping that thing. Mm-hmm. And if I do hit that kind of depression... To a, to a point where I feel like it's going to affect my performance on that thing, I'm going to have a cigarette. Because that's yeah. really important to me to do well on that. So um, you had a cigarette. <laughs> you had a cigarette. You had a cigarette. You got a cigarette. <laughs> so you lied to us about quitting. <laughs> yeah, I know. So you're full of fucking shit. Dude, you can't waver, man. The fans, man. I know, the dude. Fans. You can't be a liar. This isn't lying, buddies. This isn't lying, buddies. Suicide is... liars. <laughs> I know it's hard. When did you start smoking? Well, I started started when I was 18 okay. uh, or 17, I guess. It's young, for sure. Um, and then well, I, don't know I quit. That. Why What's did that? I say that? I said that's young. And I'm like, wait a second. That's probably not. I bet people start way younger. A lot of people start way younger. And nobody starts late. (laughs) No No. one's starting at 30. Yeah, 18 is, I think, about the latest that people start. Yeah. Um, Interesting. You've been putting it off. Oh, I will say this. Jeff Wattenhofer, who's a good friend of ours, who's who's really funny. We used to run a show together in downtown LA called (laughs) Holy Fuck. He's awesome. And we got sponsored by, early on, by a early, like a early e-vape, like e-cigarette. Uh-huh. And uh, so they gave us a bunch of free ones, and Jeff just started smoking it, and he had never been a smoker, and he got addicted to nicotine. (laughs) (laughs) Boom! Take that, idiot! It was crazy. fucking idiot. I was like, why did you do that? He's like, I don't know. It's the worst decision I ever made. guys. If you want to quit smoking, just start vaping. (laughs) Boom, done. You're done smoking. Also, if you want to start smoking, you can start vaping. I like that there were early reports of people getting like popcorn lung, I think was the thing. Oh, my God. It's like all this buildup of what the shit you're vaping is. Totally. It's obviously bad for you. Everything that everyone that people say is fine, ten years later it's like, oh that was bad. Don't do that. <laughs> oh shit, we got madmen. <laughs> we got madmen into thinking vaping is cool. Yeah. Do you get I wanted to ask, have you seen Doonesbury ever? Oh hell yeah, dude. I love politics. Doonesbury, man, <laughs> there's a character who's Who's a, cigarette. a cigarette. Yeah, I remember this. And I'm just wondering if this is going to trigger you if I show you this guy. <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> I've been standing around people smoking. It's fine. Really? Yeah, yeah. You you can still hang out like close to him? I still have a pack at my house. Okay, but I kind of like it actually. Dave, what do you feel when you look at this Doonesbury character? <laughs> I want to hang out with that guy. <laughs> oh man. I don't know how to feel. Joe's number. Fuck, dude. <laughs> that guy seems so cool and nice. Oh, look at his head. It's smoking. How did they not make a Doonesbury animated children's movie with this character? Uh, if they Hi, just, kids. I'm Siggy. If they just <laughs> made a movie just about the cigarette, that would be so funny. You learn that the cigarette has emotions. He's like, I don't think anyone's ever going to get addicted to me. <laughs> oh, Siggy. That's hilarious. You have to believe in it's yourself. It's the sequel to Inside Out. <laughs> <laughs> Inside Out we two we introduce a cigarette. Inside character. Out 2 cigarette. <laughs> I mean, why were you I mean I I mean I understand the temptation of any teen to just smoke cuz you have friends who smoke. I mean would you say it was just that like all your friends are smoking, you're hanging out at shows and Yeah, I I didn't I mean I 
probably everyone did when they were young, but I definitely, in a big way, had like no understanding of the fact that I would ever die. I like oh, really? really didn't understand consequences Whoa. at all. You thought you'd live forever. Yeah. Whereas I couldn't wait to die. Wow. At that age. I was so like, I'm going to be dead by the time I'm 30 for sure. And I hope it's sooner. You Interesting. Know? I definitely had like very, very suicidal times back then. Yeah. Um, but you also were like that impervious but youth. I, you know? Yeah. And it, but it wasn't like uh, I didn't walk around thinking I'm going to live forever. I can do anything. <laughs> I'm going to punch a cop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I wasn't like, like I was still afraid insane. of being in trouble or people hating me. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. <laughs> I did. I hadn't really conceived of the fact that there were consequences. Mm-hmm. So I smoking. I started smoking because I loved smoking weed. I smoked weed every when I was from when I was like seventeen to nineteen. I smoked weed all day, every day. Wow! Uh, I want to hang out with that Dave. dude. He was cool. That's man. the Dave I could chill. He with. had a. This is true. <laughs> that Dave had a fucking bong that was on on the bottom of it, dude. It was a fucking duck with a joint in its mouth, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> man you're so cool i was cool as fuck and then and then not long after that i was at a head shop with my friend bobby and we saw a four tube hookah um Whoa. that was in the shape of an alien head and we bought it dude <laughs> big x-files fans right? hell yeah and then we smoked out of it with our friends austin and lewis did you get high <laughs> high into outer space yeah man <laughs> that alien fucking head? yeah dude that fucking alien hookah took us to mars dude. <laughs> <laughs> i hope they grow weed on mars first Man, I That's hope heaven has weed. All right, Dave, I, I know you have also quit weed. Uh, mm-hmm. So here's a picture of the Doonesbury character cigarette guy. Hanging with out the, with a joint? The Doonesbury weed what? joint guy. What? Are you getting triggered by this? Dude, the cigarette's name is Mr. Butts. <laughs> That's so funny. I should buy this. <laughs> this is a book. We need to take a vote. We do need to buy this. You're smoking now, Mr. Butts is the name of the book. Yeah. Damn. Man, Doonesbury. What's his first name? Seymour? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> don't, def- don't defame the legendary Seymour Butts. Seymour Butts. He took it, he took it on the chin mm-hmm. for the rest of porn stars. Like I feel like all the mm-hmm. porn stars who still do pun names, uh-huh. you're taking it <laughs> for the team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Seymour Butts. Uh, 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 ma- uh, lethal Weapons. <laughs> Uh, same with uh, roller derby players who still do puns. By the way, my favorite there every I don't know if you go to roller derby. If you're listening, you go to it's so much fun, um, and they're all crazy puns. Like one of them, my one of my favorites is Wolverine. <laughs> That's a really good one. Uh, Hell yeah, they're all crazy puns. But then there's one. I, at the roller derby league I go to, there's one that's not a pun, and her name is just Chainsaw Guts Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Every time she's passing by on the rake, oh, wait, I don't get your name. I'll wait, I'll wait for her to come back around. What does your name mean? God damn, they're going fast. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> Can I marry you? Um, what are we talking? We we're talking about something. Oh yeah, oh yeah, smoking weed, dude. Fuck Basically, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I still smoke weed. I can't, can't stop, can't stop, can't stop. Yeah, well, I actually just like it. I've really toned it down, basically. Like, and I don't know. How are you feeling lately? 
oh, whoa, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> little okay, little too, shit, little too. Uh, um, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> how much does your butt fart? <laughs> <laughs> well, you would know they're all in your fucking brain. Oh, that's true. All those farts I make. Um, you yeah, got smart farts though. I'm doing good. Like Smarts. I really have no. <laughs> I have no complaints except for this fucking podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Bring back Jake. Where is Jake? Uh, Jake. You know what's funny? Like, that's an obvious joke, and we've been doing this podcast, and we're partners in it, but that still hurt my feelings. Yes! <laughs> I'm so fucking glad I got you roasted. Ouch. Battled. Roasted and battled. <laughs> uh, Take I'm it back. Good. Apologize. <laughs> <laughs> i miss you. you're good well yeah no because yeah. literally the last time you and i talked about you you like mental health wise like last year i think we both for a while were really going through it but near the end of the year i don't know if i've talked about it yet i really was coming out of it in a big way and then more and more and i'm happy to talk about that but you i like we're having a really rough time and yeah how are you feeling i think um you know Maybe um, how I view my own mental health is that I just have depression, right? And like, mm -hmm. I'll get depressed, you know, even in the best circumstances of my life, I'm going to get depressed. But yeah, during that time, it was just the roughest, like circumstantial kind of things happening. Sure. So there was a lot to like, latch on to yeah. and get my anxiety up. But it's like, it is kind of funny that like, even in kind of a vacuum, I'm like, mm -hmm. what is the point of anything and then I get like, it, which is actually more like built off of anxiety. I really have been making this connection recently that I really think anxiety and depression are basically two terms describing the same one thing. I think so too. You get very anxious about things and then it gets depressing, the overbearing nature of it, you know, and you shut down. I would put rage in that category too. I think all three of those things come from a very similar place. Rage? Yeah. Where, where so? I, I, I'm interested. With, like, I don't know, maybe to me... I, and maybe I'm just wrong about this, but to me, rage is to anger hmm. as depression is to sadness. Like, whereas like sadness mm -hmm. can just happen because of circumstances. Depression is another thing. It's chemical. Oh, wow. It's in you. Oh, rage is like a, is a, it's like a burning, is a thing that's coming from somewhere else. Uh, yeah, that's it needs, why it's so extreme. needs to be put out and it's like, it's, you have to manage it. It just lasts. And it like, yeah. yeah, anxiety, depression, and rage. When I'm going through it, it could manifest itself as any of those three things or all of them or some of them. Well, and I don't know, man. Actually, I mean, I, I'm not, uh, I just think it's interesting maybe if we have a different view of it in a mm -hmm. sense, like how we both do it. Like I totally. think, uh, not that you're like an angry guy or anything like that, but may, I think that's how you process it. That's where you go to. Sure. My thing is to completely shut down, basically. Right. So I just hang in my depression, and I push people away, and I think I don't have any worth, and I don't see the point of engaging. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, let me just uh, decay. Sure. Know? So it's entropy, sort of, as opposed to using that as like, and I'm mad about this situation, and, uh, you know... I guess it, it no there, I relate really hard to you saying shutting down because I do that a lot yeah I definitely think it gets to rage but I just don't know how many times I've gotten there you know I seem to just get into entropy and then 
something happens and gets me out, you know, of it, or I move on or something, you know, right. But lucky enough. Do you feel like you, um, that sort of cycle that you were in last year, do you like, are you sort of still in that place or are you pulling out of it a little bit? Yeah. I mean, that would be for me was just based mostly on career. Okay. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. It was being like, kind of like, uh, shut out of things, mostly money in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Well, that, that's so the it's a huge, up thing. It's a it's huge concern. Yeah, yeah, it was like I l- literally lost like ninety percent of my income or something. I didn't lose any jobs. I just lost ninety percent of my income. Yeah, and so it's like, um, isn't that crazy? Sorry for cutting you off, but but like we've probably said this on the podcast before, but it's true that money can't buy happiness, but there also is a certain amount of money you need to be happy. With. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I gotta go to ArcLight and see. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, anxiety. You know yeah, what I exactly. mean? So it's exactly. like one of the most common nightmares for people mm-hmm. to have is like their teeth are falling out because yeah. they're worried about money. I yeah. mean, it's like we, if society's going to build up capitalism and your self worth based off of like, you know, ha- having money, but let alone just feeding yourself is an anxiety, right? So it's yeah. double. It's not only just your sustenance, but it's also your image. Yeah. So it's like, it's a huge blow to the psyche, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it gets. I don't know. It's a, it's a stressful thing. But I also, during the time, I had to process it and really go, like, this is circumstantial. This isn't the world saying, you're no good and, like, we'll never work you again or whatever. You know, like, it's just I have to push it into positive ways. So the whole year has been, like, focusing on this podcast, focusing on getting the album, the album done, yeah. and then, like, focusing on, like... Noise. Booking, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, editing, Noise learning how to edit video and, like, um, booking road dates and stuff. So it was all positive. And now in the new year, it's it's funny. Like, I have been in this good state because a lot of stuff got settled right before my manager and everyone takes a break for the holidays. Yeah. And then right after it's still good news, like a club, you know, calling me up and being like, we want to work you. Like Great. it's like little shit like that helps build. But to be fair, that again, that's circumstantial. So it's like, I can't let that define yeah. why I'm good or, or, or now I'm in a good place. Totally. Yeah. You have to remember that it, yeah, the depression comes from a chemical place. Yeah. It's interesting Yeah, because it does, yeah, I don't know, man. But, For me, because least, I do see yeah. depression and sadness as an, another thing. If you have depression, you're just going to feel bad at times. But then also, every person gets sad because of external circumstances. And then if you're yeah. a depressed person, it's worse. It's the anxiety. You just, just have to remember to not like to like work on yourself and not really lose it because you're just the type of person who sadness is going to be harder for you. I actually have this weird, uh, I don't know if we've talked about this, but yeah, in this linking of anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. I think it really comes from like an evolutionary like standpoint is that humans develop consciousness, this ability to think a little bit ahead in the future, you know, like, you know, a child, you know, has no ability to wait for a reward. It's like, we learn and develop this behavior mm-hmm. and like a, you can't like, you know, if you offer a treat to a dog, the dog's not going to be like, I'm going to save that for later. You know, like uh-huh. he's either full or what, you know, right. like, so humans have this ability to foresee problems, foresee things. And I think just, there's a, f- there's a number of people in that that's going to be too anxious. 
Yeah. We think too much about all the problems. It's all a spectrum. And we know enough about, like, you know, through experience, it could likely go bad, could go wrong. Yeah. And so it gets depressing and becomes, like, you know, a form of nihilism, you know? You're just like, what's the point? Yeah, it's interesting. You, like, throughout your life, and I'm sure some of it is evolutionary, too, you just build up these patterns. And I I do wonder, like, I'm a very obsessive person. Mm -hmm. And definitely a lot of the the problems that I've had, a lot of the mental problems I've had come from literally like fixating and obsessing. And I do wonder if I just like learned to do that when I was young. I just like liked to think or whatever, or I like, I would get <laughs> this really- This boy likes to think. I'm a get thinker. <laughs> and I would, or I get really interested in specific things. And sure. then I just, at a young age, like built up pathways to do that. And then- Hmm. that's how you operate. <laughs> and then once you realize that you have to manage it and you like the intention was never negative, but it just happens that way. <laughs> uh, it's so frustrating. I was thinking like, uh, I was going to ask a very obvious question, which is just like, did you, you smoked ever, you know, when you get anxious, would you smoke? absolutely. And it's like, but to be fair, when people smoke enough, it's like enough people are going to be like, well, are you smoking? Cause you're anxious right now. Right. It's like, no, I just, I just want to smoke. It's it time is to smoke. Definitely, mo- like it. It feeds my anxiety and it it helps like relieve it too. But it definitely came from an obsessive place. Like mostly, hmm. what it would do is uh, it would solve boredom. I mean, honestly, quitting yeah. is so big for me in a lot of ways. Like I'm already more productive because I could literally waste hours just like going out and having a cigarette that spends yeah. five minutes. Yeah, coming inside. And after that, that resets the clock, and then I just kind of chill and look at my phone, and then like 15 minutes goes by, and I'm like, well, I have another cigarette. And just like a whole, I lose a whole fucking day. Just Murdering doing that. time. Yeah. <laughs> just slaughtering my own life. Yeah. Uh, just like, removing. How do I get this time done? Gone. Yeah. Know? Take it off. I got to get this time off my plate. It's like you're in prison. Your own life is <laughs> yeah. in prison. Totally. How do I get done with the time? I'm just trying to pass the time. Get I'm it just, done. Do my time. I'm just trying to wait, just not feel this until something good that feels good just happens uh, <laughs> uh, that's kind of how it feels yeah yeah that's how i define my younger self and in the past <laughs> i'm like time to pass. actually this is a good segue into like how i've been feeling in general i in the past when i've quit i like that obsession has to be replaced mm-hmm. um dude and, lollipops <laughs> you yes. should become a lollipop totally. guy dude glad dude walk around with a whole <laughs> full glass of sugar <laughs> And just take a sip on that whenever oh, you no, want. Oh, no, wait. Popsicles. Yeah. You're a popsicle, popsicle. guy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Brush your teeth <laughs> every time you want a cigarette. Use Quip, guys. <laughs> Use Quip. Quip.com. Uh, um, in the past, like, I would replace it with another vice. Like, I would yeah. drink a fuckload of coffee. Or, uh, like, one time I quit, I just started drinking a lot of Diet Coke, mm. which was way worse. Mm. Uh, <laughs> drinking that much caffeine and aspartame is terrible for you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Ask Donald Rumsfeld. I think it, it's good. He's now, the guy that no, makes, you're right. He's totally. the guy that made aspartame. Basically. Donald Rumsfeld invented aspartame? He basically, like, funded the company. Really? Yeah. God, he's awful. God, he's awful. He's such a piece of shit <laughs> in so many ways. Yeah, uh, there's a really funny documentary that came out maybe like a year or two ago where he just is talking to the camera. He doesn't realize he's like saying insanely he's bad such, shit. All those guys. Did you see 
that fucking George W. Bush took free pizzas to his Secret Service detail because they were working for free during the government shutdown. Aww. It's like, yeah, that's sweet. Well, yeah. But also, it's just pizza, man. Like, do you re- you're rich. I was just saw it and was like, you tone deaf fucking moron. You just dip back into the news to remind us you're a dumbass. <laughs> they want pizza. They want money, you fucking idiot. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they'll die point. for you. My awe was them just pizza? only about the uh, the employees not getting paid. You're right. Oh, That's yeah. such a good point. He <laughs> has millions of dollars. He's he a millionaire. Be paying their wage. Yeah. Just what give him that? money. Is that just a like a dumb <laughs> bootstraps pride thing of like they shouldn't work for a job that doesn't pay PR... them if they don't want to get paid? <laughs> they shouldn't protect my life if they didn't want to get paid. Totally. That's a dumb move. Bootstraps. No, like it's a p. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, Republican bullshit. No, and then he. Captioned it like, we got to get this government shutdown ending. It's not fair. These people aren't getting paid. And so it was a whole PR stunt for him to look cool, and people bought it. But fuck him. Give them money, you former president and baseball team owner <laughs> whose grandfather sold weapons to the Nazis, you piece of shit. I, Dude, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you saw the new movie Vice. I didn't see it yet. But I want to see it. Christian Bale is such a method actor. He actually killed 600,000 Iraqis Whoa, for the part. Damn. He murdered. And that, gained all that weight. Gained all the weight. <laughs> murdered the Iraqis. Wow. Erased it from his conscience. He's such a good actor. <laughs> He's good. He's such a good, good, good actor. Batman. Then Batman. this. <laughs> Batman. Batman. Hugh Lewis in the news murderer guy. <laughs> Good at that, man. Good at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> American sociopath. American murder man. American American death. murder man. I like to watch that movie while I fall asleep. American John Wayne Gacy, but thinner <laughs> and not a clown. Yeah, Christian Bale seems like a totally normal dude who can lose 100 pounds and gain 100 pounds of muscle and yell at PAs as they totally. walk in the distance. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Did you know? Oh, what sorry, a, go well, on. Nah, dude. It's really fucking interesting. Let's Christian Bale like cut out his sister and his mom from his life. Holy shit, basically, really? Yeah, basically they were at a hotel and it devolved into a screaming argument where they said something dismissive about his wife while she was there and he's just like... Cut him out. You're fucking shot! Like he just screamed. Like security had to come in and like break it up and then like they've never talked again. Damn. He seems like a chill Batman. <laughs> Totally, dude. Maybe he is Batman. Have you ever seen him and <laughs> Batman in the same room? <laughs> well, it's an interesting thought that if Batman grew up a, like with his parents, and he would he be did. a spoiled fuck. I fucking hate you, dude. That's I so wish funny. You were dead. The like what what Bruce Wayne would be like if his parents didn't die? Just the biggest piece of shit ever. He'd be George W. Bush. Shut up, uh, Mom. I'm going to get my dick sucked in a Maserati. Fuck you. I wish you were dead. Mom, you know I'm afraid of bats. <laughs> I'm afraid of bats. <laughs> um, Gacks up a line of coke. <laughs> <laughs> Send me more models. Uh, <laughs> What's weird is I hate jokes and riddles. <laughs> I don't enjoy solving them now. Where's Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where Rachel is. Um, uh, oh, I remember what I was talking about. I okay. So in the past, I would replace smoking with another vice, mm. and 
starring Dick Cheney. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Dick Cheney played Christian Bell for that movie. <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah. S- switch it. You hear that Dick Cheney lost all that weight? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Switch it. I, so, I but totally get about Switch it. Because I know I have this obsession thing and also like, okay, so I what I did was I bought a huge case of water. And now every time I want a cigarette, I just grab a bottle of water. Shut up. Yeah. And so Hampton's helpful. (laughs) Holy fuck. And I've been trying to use it to like train myself to drink a lot more water at the same time I'm quitting smoking. That's actually not like that sounds like it makes so much sense. Yeah. I have I have another bottle of water in my bag. You have two bottles of water. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so adorable. But that's like it's weird, man. I I I don't know. I guess I want to. I, I want to use that as a way to say, like, in so many ways, I am truly feeling the repercussions of therapy. Mm. In a, It's very noticeable. I'm, it's like, I, I am definitely a case of therapy working. And we say yeah. go to therapy on this podcast a lot. But I just like, that's an obvious... I am obviously getting better if I am able to do that. I truly, it's true. Yeah. And I, and I will say like something that happened to me that I had a really fucking rough year, uh, mentally. I had some shit happen that I maybe one day we'll talk about, um, that like really fucking sent me into a tailspin. I took comedy off. It was really difficult. And, uh, I, time not, to record an album. Time to record an album. <laughs> yeah, I like really, really like family stuff, life stuff, career stuff. It all came at me, and I like needed to take a breather from pushing on my career, and I did. And uh, I started to feel better near the end of the year. And in that, it hit me like I don't know. I am now feeling the next level of therapy working because therapy isn't that magic thing like movies makes it seem like you Mm. go for a year and then you have a breakthrough and you're like right it was that time my dad threw a pig at me (laughs) (laughs) yes now run to him Clarice run to your father tell him about the pigs fly little bird fly fly away and that's the end of the movie everything is solved Uh, (laughs) loudness of the lambs lambs are loud I don't know what the fuck you're talking about (laughs) extremely everything and incredibly solved (laughs) (laughs) no yeah it is funny it's like every uh, and it's like uh, yeah you're totally right. When I went to therapy, I'd say the break the breakthrough was over time. Yes. Afterwards, just a slow realization of like I've figured out my triggers of yes. what's upsetting me or gets me anxious, and how can I negotiate that, and why do I have that? And after that, it was like okay, well now I agree with you. Then now I could see going into a next stage of therapy. Okay, I've worked through that. Here's the next shit I want to work. Yeah, through, that's what. Know? Yeah, I definitely went through this period after a couple years of being in therapy where I noticed. I just noticed that when I would get anxious, another voice would pop into my head and be like, you do, you do this all the time. Hmm. Uh, that was the first thing that happened. It was my mother. And that- <laughs> you do this all the time, Dave. <laughs> it, was, it was actually. It was my mother. Well, my mom. It, but in the shape of a cigarette. Yeah, Mrs. My mother's Butts. cigarette. <laughs> Mrs. Butts. Yeah. It was Mrs. Butts in my head. Um, no, and that would like made it easier because I would recognize it. And then I started noticing like a couple years after that, started noticing myself like really cope. Like uh, I would get in the like pattern of thought, like everybody hates, like one of them is like Mm. that person, 
looked at me weird. They're mad at me. Sure. Everyone's mad at me. Everyone's hate. Everyone hates me. I'm a piece of shit. Like that's yeah. the. And then I started noticing that I would go like that person's looking at me weird, and immediately I would go, "Are they? And if they are, is does that matter? Yeah. And then now I just noticed myself this year being like, rather than it being a conversation, just in general being like, I think I might be fine. <laughs> and I'm still definitely wired depressed and I will be dealing with depression, but it's like a next level up of like, I've had an more than ever positive thoughts <laughs> that definitely therapy yeah. like forcing it to happen and um and it's cool it's just e things are just a little easier hey kid <laughs> you want a cigarette <laughs> yes <laughs> yes yes dave what i'm asking is if an older man who seems cool walks up to you and goes hey little kid <laughs> hey little little boy want a dick to suck <laughs> <laughs> I got something you can smoke. <laughs> this dick. That was maybe not something to make light of. I'm sorry. What? F strangers walking up. And Child molestation? Yeah. <laughs> I just well, realized, I the, like... I think the jury's out. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's still a lot of back and forth on if it's bad or good. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> we have totally. to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, no, again, not to say I'm definitely going to have real dark, low, fucked up times, but it's just a thing I've noticed where it's like a little a, a little easier. Yeah. You should go to therapy. I can't stress it enough. I, it really helps me, this specifically. Really, yeah, this, this came up recently <laughs> just in talking with uh, people. Like, I also do want to advocate that like, I hear you that sometimes like it's not going to be the right therapist. Yes. And it's like they're asking for a lot of trust and everything like that. And when you feel you know like you've given it a decent shot like feel free to move on you know what i mean to someone else like it it does require a lot of work but you got to make sure it's not somebody who's kind of just giving you like crazy information yeah because i feel like say like with um therapy um what's really important is if you are like bipolar or like have like uh neurological like problems going on like it's a really necessary component to as well as medication but then again, like say with circumstantial things, it's mm -hmm. like, well, at a certain point, you're kind of just trusting that person's judgment on like a lot of things. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because like I was talking about Andy Haynes earlier and like he'd posted a tweet. <laughs> I think it saved it, but it's like he was talking about like, you know, this that, you know, it's not always going to be the right therapist. And he was like, yeah. because um, mine just killed himself. <laughs> and like wow. another guy chimed in and it's like, yeah, mine's like addicted to shit now. And then I, when I read that, I was like, I remembered that my therapist who did help me through a period, long period of time after I finished therapy, I, I Googled her name for the first time. And an IMDB <laughs> page came up and she had been trying to be an actress for like the 15 whole time. Years. Yeah. Like headshot up. And I was like, I've been listening to a person who can't, like book a Snickers audition or some wow. shit. Well, <laughs> and I'm not saying that's just totally dismissed, but it did make me go, wait. Like I felt like, oh wait, who was that? Doesn't this necessarily mean they weren't good at what they do. No, I know. I took a lot out of it. Yeah. You know? Well, but, then that yeah. means that they were good at it, at least for you. We'll I mean, never that's know just if they the were perfect though. <laughs> well, well, no one's perfect. Know. I mean, your therapist is like your parents. They're just people. They're gonna fuck up. You know. No, my parents um, are perfect. You're right. No. 
Um, chain smoke. It shows. They were born on Krypton. <laughs> they were, they were, <laughs> chain smoke. Born on Krypton. <laughs> born on Krypton. Um, Shot me off. Yeah. Earth. No, I actually, I, I know you're right, Hampton, but I don't want people who are like. Oh, I know. Because something that you do when you're depressed is you make excuses to not go to therapy. I did it for years. Gotcha. And, um, and like, yeah, hear what Hampton's saying, but, but take it as like, go and pay attention to what you need. Because the thing is, it is difficult because your first therapist might not be the one who's right for you. My, the second therapist I ever had is the one I'm still with. And I really? think she's great and very good for me. But my first one um, did two things. First of all, I don't operate very well um, not taking blame. Mm-hmm. I've always been pretty good about like if something's my fault, not expanding that to mean I should die. Um, and it's kind of important to me because I like I, I think because I derive self self-worth from being in control of some things. Is this how you became alt right? Yeah, so I'm in control <laughs> of everything. Uh, I never feel bad anymore. <laughs> yeah. Now I know. Yeah, yeah. So, like, she would, I would tell her things that I did, and she would be like, You got to stop blaming yourself. And I would be like, I mean, I am blaming myself, but also it's fine. Everybody makes mistakes. And she would be like, She'd be like, But why is it your mistake? And I'd be like, It literally is. <laughs> I dropped a bowl of soup on my cat. Or whatever. And she'd be like... <laughs> Guys, our relatable problems. You know, yeah, totally. Just the most easily my fault thing. I keep dropping soup on my cat. So she wasn't right for me. Just like, that's the reason AA wouldn't work for me. Yeah. Uh, because I just need it to be... I need to have the responsibility. Some people, in order to get through issues, need to process outside of responsibility. AA will work for them. That type of therapist will work for them. And it's that kind of shit, if it vibes with you. Another reason she was bad for me, though, is that at that point, all we were talking about was abandonment. And one day she was like, I'm pregnant, so I quit. And I, <laughs> and I was like, you could have softened that up a little bit to the person who uh, is fucked up over getting abandoned by people. But okay. Uh, <laughs> You're like, I'm a baby, though. <laughs> yeah, I'll be your baby. Yeah. I'll steal your baby. Let me hang out what? with your baby. Why are you leaving? Uh, <laughs> Come back. Um, be my womb. Um, this has been a really like amazing episode. I really, It's been fun. Really Really enjoyed it, man. Um, yeah. Let's do a quick hype for the the merch we put out. Yeah, suicidebuddies.threadless.com. We got y'all ever shirts, <laughs> feeling shirts, and also I put up a shirt that's just a picture of Hampton and I, and no one has bought that. <laughs> and thank God. I was saying, like, <laughs> the person who buys that will kill us. Yes. That will be our murder. Totally. Which I welcome. Yeah. If you think you've got it, fucking bring it. Yeah. Wow. That's so funny. And now begins the death race. <laughs> um, um, yeah. And um, um, of course, our Patreon, patreon.com slash suicide buddies. We have bonus episodes up there. We got another one coming out next week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just, I, did we just put up an episode, the one with Georgia? Oh, that's yeah. coming out next week? Okay. It's, it, it's already out. It's already out. Yeah, we, so we got another one next week. Aristotle on mic. Aristotle being hysterical, and we got Georgia Brooks on mic. And it was uh, I haven't listened fun, to that yet. You went on mic, episode. dude. Yeah. What the fuck? We got to do that more. <laughs> I love it when Aristotle grabs the mic. Special Patreon. He throws Patreon down, down, dude. <laughs> he throws it down. <laughs> uh, All right, yeah. guys, go get your busting cream pies. Busting. Uh, this was a great busting episode. 
We love you guys so much. Glad you're alive. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to Suicide Buddies. We hope to see you again next week. Just a quick reminder, if you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, feeling like killing yourself, talk to someone, please. We take it very seriously. We joke around about suicide here because we've thought about it, because joking is how we deal with it, and we hope that it helps you. But if you're really thinking about it, we want you to stay here with us. Call 1-800-273-TALK, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They're incredible. They're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They will help. You are loved. Thank you again for listening. See you next week.